0: Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is Rosa, and I'm here with a special guest named Jennifer. She is here to talk to us about her business, uh, Soap Addicted. So, are you addicted to soap, Jennifer?
1: <laughs> yes, I am. I absolutely love making soap. Um, the, act- the website is Soap Addicted, but the business itself is called Soap Addiction. Mm. So, all of my labels say Soap Addiction, but the website is soap Well, that's nice
0: and confusing.
1: I know, because that was taken. Mm.
0: So, you already had the labels before you tried to buy the domain name or what?
1: Well, I, yes, I already had a plan mm-hmm. going for, for this particular um, target of my audience. Mm. So, anyway, I do love making soap. Um, I love the artistic uh, aspects of it. I love... Blending different fragrances, different colors, and just um, the beauty of it. And people look at the soaps and constantly come by and say how pretty they are.
0: That is true. They are very colorful. And at markets, people love to get different colorful handmade things. And so it definitely fits in. I met you at a farmer's Market And um, so you make goat's milk soaps, is that correct? Yes. Do you have goats that you milk?
1: Yes. We have eight goats. Um, They all delivered back in March and April, and we've Mm. been milking them all summer long and freezing the milk, using the fresh milk to make product, but also we Mm -hmm. freeze the milk for when we're not milking. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have free-range pasture out there, and Mm -hmm. they're fed a good diet, and so it's a great... um, part of my business to actually be able to have my own goats, which a lot of soap makers do not have that mm. advantage to, to be able to do that.
0: Hmm. So, just as a, like, lactating kind of question, um, how long can you milk goats after they've given birth? Can you just, like, keep milking them and they keep producing?
1: Yes. Like forever? Good, well, a good milker, you could technically milk them about a year. Mm-hmm but um typically they get pregnant again before oh. then like mine are pregnant again mm-hmm. so i stop milking about a month after they get pregnant mm-hmm. so that i can let their bodies concentrate on forming that mm-hmm. baby or babies that's fair what if you don't let them get pregnant then you could continue milking i've never let one just continue nonstop. for mm-hmm. one it's a lot of work to milk them yeah, it's a, yeah. you run out of freezer space that's fair you can only (laughs) drink so much milk and eat so much goat cheese which is delicious but Mm -hmm. still
0: if that's a if you have a steady diet of goat cheese i can see Mm. it getting kind of old
1: yes Mm. um so so yeah we that's our cycle is Mm -hmm. to let them have babies we milk them for five or six months Mm -hmm. let them dry up they get pregnant and they have Mm -hmm. their next round the next Mm -hmm. year and start the process all over again oh
0: wow okay you have a cycle so like how long have you been doing this
1: I have been doing this for 12 years. 12 years, Mm -hmm. my goodness. I started right around 2009. Um, We bought a farm back in 1999, and we had a lot of land that, we had 14 acres, and we kept trying to find people that wanted to cut down the the hay and Mm -hmm. have the hay. Nobody would take us up on it. So we decided that we would get something that would help eat down some Mm -hmm. of this pasture um goats was a you know very uh, economical way to do it they're Mm -hmm. low maintenance uh you do have to have good fencing because they do Mm -hmm. like to get out
0: they'll eat that fence
1: well they'll eat the fence they'll jump Mm -hmm. the fence and all of that i used to have a goat and it was very hard to contain yes so you do have to have good fencing uh, but they, they reproduce easy, they are easy to milk, um, they're friendly, mm-hmm. they're very sociable. Mm-hmm. Um, kids love to come and pet the babies and play with the babies, so it was a win-win for us.
0: How many goats do you have to have to keep your pasture under
1: control? Um, well, a lot more than what we have. We But <laughs> since then, because mm-hmm. now we need the hay, oh, yeah. we have a neighbor that comes in rolls all of our, cuts all of our pasture and rolls mm. it, and then we just buy the hay from him, mm. though it comes from our land. Right. So it's so cheaper we know than if It's cheaper, it. and we know that we don't pay, we do not do any pesticides or herbicides on our property. Mm. And then do you know that for your milk? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a nice cycle, like yeah. you
1: said. Okay. So it's, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's worked out really well to be able to maintain them completely off of our land.
0: Okay. So you started, did you initially want to get the goats just to cut the grass?
1: Initially it was okay. for pasture ma- management, yes. Okay,
0: when did you start using the goat's milk for stuff?
1: Um, We started m- milking the goats just to ha- have goat milk to drink. Mm-hmm. And then I took a course at UK and learned how to make goat cheeses. Everything mm-hmm. from feta to cheddars to mozzarella, to oh, wow. all the different kinds and thought about going into that as a business because I I love cheese, I'm a Mm -hmm. cheese snob. And um, so I loved it, but I did not like the business aspect Mm -hmm. of it. All of the red tape, all Mm -hmm. of the permits, all of the inspections, Mm -hmm. all of those things. I thought, what else can I do with goat milk? Mm-hmm. I had already experimented with making soap with my children because we homeschooled them several years, mm-hmm. and that was something that we did as part of our homeschooling projects mm-hmm. was make old-fashioned lye soap. Did so you already, candles, too? We did candles, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, the kind with the little milk carton, and you put ice in there, and then oh. you pour wax over it, mm-hmm. and the ice melts, and it make, makes it look like it's uh, see-through, and oh, wow. it's really neat.
0: That's
1: neat. So, anyway, we um, we ended up, um, I I ended up using some of the milk because I had so much milk at that point, I didn't know what else to do with mm-hmm. it. And someone said, well, why don't you make goat milk soap? Ding, ding, ding. It's like, oh, I know how to do that. So mm-hmm. I started experimenting and doing it mostly for a hobby mm-hmm. of providing soap and uh that type of product for our home only. Mm -hmm. I started having so much fun doing it Mm -hmm. that um, I ended up having so much soap curing at my home because the type of soap that I make, it's the old fashioned kind that has to cure for about six weeks. So once you make a batch, you cut it and you set it on shelves and it has to sit there and dry Mm -hmm. and harden for six weeks. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. So I would just, uh, kept making soap, ended up with so much of it that, um, I ended up starting to do farmer's markets.
0: Yeah. Okay. With just soap. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Just soap.
1: And I look back at some of those soaps in the pictures, (laughs) they were just no color in them, Mm -hmm. barely scented, uh, no rat, no label on it, no Mm -hmm. nothing. And, um. But people were gracious, and Mm -hmm. they knew that I was trying to start something, Mm -hmm. and so they were gracious, and they still bought anyway.
0: (laughs) Right, and that's the cool thing about people who come to farmer's markets, that they're coming to support other people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a really nice attitude and Mm -hmm. so i've kind of gotten addicted to going to the farmers markets on saturdays just because i love the energy of the people Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. of course i end up buying way too much stuff and my son started doing the lemonade stand for a little while but um yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. a great little community atmosphere isn't it yes yes now i actually have seen Quite a few people doing soaps, and so that didn't really stand out to me when I was coming by your stand. But what stood out to me was your elderberry syrup packs. I haven't got a chance to use it yet, but I think I'm about to, Mm -hmm. because it's getting cold outside. So, you want to tell us about
1: what what else you've added in? Yeah, so on our homestead, and that's what we call it. It's a homestead that we try to live a very self-sufficient life. We grow a lot of our own food. We have fruit trees of peaches, apples, and plums. We have strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, we have chickens, we have ducks. So we have our a very self-sustaining lifestyle there that if uh, the proverbial shit was to hit the fan, <laughs> we wouldn't necessarily have to go too far to get very many things You know, for, for that reason. Um, But we also study a lot of herbal medicine. We Mm -hmm. grow a lot of various herbs that we use not only for our own health Mm -hmm. uh, in teas and tinctures, but I uh, integrate those aspects into my product as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The roses, the lavender, the uh, basil, the mints, um, the echinacea, the uh, calendula, chamomile, all those herbs, are used in the product in various ways and I eventually uh, started branching out from soaps to adding goat milk lotions mm-hmm. and when my grandson was born um, he is 12 now when he was born we would take him outside and he would get eat up by mosquito bites oh, yes and he would have these big welts. And mm-hmm. being the naturalist that we are, it's like I just did not feel comfortable putting the can of off or DEET or any of those things on him and I started But you're
0: looking at him and you're like, Well, he's not comfortable being eaten alive yes. either. So, so what are I we did gonna some do?
1: Experimenting um, and found some natural plant oils mm-hmm. that I could add to my um, lotions to make them naturally bug repelling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now I sell recently have been selling more lotions than I have soaps because wow. uh, a lot of stores have been mm-hmm. carrying those just because not only is it extremely moisturizing and mm-hmm. it's all natural, but it's got the natural bug repellent in it as well.
0: And what is it that is bug repelling? Is um, it a...
1: It's it's a proprietary blend of oh, oils.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, could you tell me one natural ingredient that might be helpful? Because like I get eaten up by bugs.
1: Eucalyptus and mint and lemon uh, are very... Yes, are very... um, Insects don't like the smells of those, Mm -hmm. lemongrass even.
0: I really love lemongrass, and I have heard Mm -hmm. that about that it repels bugs. I don't think it repels it enough or I didn't have it applied enough. Like Mm -hmm. I think I'd have to wear it on every inch of me to get rid of a bug. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because they like my blood type. Yeah. Well, with us having a farm, I'm out
1: there in my shorts and flip flops all the Mm -hmm. time, uh, either picking, weeding, you know, harvesting something or another. And Mm -hmm. as long as I put the lotion on before I go on Mm -hmm. outside, I never get bit with no Sims, sweat bees, I haven't had a tick on me. I haven't had a mosquito bite. Mm-hmm. So I just have to make sure that I put it on before Slatter, I go out. So, really good. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't even have to use that much. No. You just have to put it on because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll take a shower mm-hmm. and I'll think, oh, I'm just going to run outside and get something. Mm-hmm. And I get diverted mm-hmm. and I end up finding myself there in that blackberry patch, just mm-hmm. picking a few more and I start getting bit yes so definitely
0: and we can't be messing around with that with these dangerous ticks out there yes and...
1: all the diseases the mm-hmm. that you can get from the the fleas the ticks the mm-hmm. even the spiders I mean so much stuff is carrying these these diseases anymore yeah.
0: so that's great you found a natural repellent way and mm-hmm. then um do you grow all your own herbs that you use in this or do you like, yes okay yes so you're not buying essential oils to put in them
1: I am buying essential oils Because so I I use the crushed um, plants Mm -hmm. in there either as a colorant or I also make my own hydrosol. So when you do, when you create a plant, everybody knows lavender essential oil comes from lavender. You can take the big bundle of lavender flowers and put them in this still that I have Mm -hmm. and you brew it and Mm -hmm. it causes it to go up into a steam mm-hmm. and then circulate through mm-hmm. just like you would a moonshine yes. type of apparatus mm-hmm. and then it comes back and condenses back into water mm-hmm. and it, it's a hydrosol so it's got all the water-based medicinal qualities of the plants well as- and, and then it'll have a little bead of the essential oil floating on the top okay that's great so i make the hydrosols that you can use as face toners mm-hmm. um, refreshers um, also uh, I use that hydrosol in my face creams as well.
0: Okay. So you don't use straight essential oils that you purchase from other places. You make your own. I
1: make my own hydrosol. Hydrosol. Yes. But
0: yes, but nothing external. All your ingredients are from your homestead.
1: Right. Okay. Except that I do not buy, yeah, my essential oils, I do buy those out. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Okay. That's what I was yeah. trying to clarify. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that is a lot of different things that I guess you've just learned over years of experimentation. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, None it, of did, this it, it didn't came start out. Right. Yeah, it didn't start out as that, and um, the the business has definitely morphed over mm-hmm. the last twelve years. Yeah. Um, when I initially started making soap, it was just something that I did for fun. Um, it was mm-hmm. something that provided a natural product. For my family but as mm-hmm. i started creating it into a business i also had a lot of uh stressors mm-hmm. going on in my in my life mm-hmm. that pushed me to a um in, more into this type of into the business of what i'm in doing now
0: yeah so what were you doing before that
1: well i'm i'm a nurse So, Mm -hmm. I've been a nurse for the last 34 years in a neonatal ICU. Um, Can I
0: just say, thank you for your service.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. I love it. I love the the babies, and um, I love what I do, and I wouldn't be there for 34 years if I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But the soap making now has become more of my full-time job. And the nursing has kind of taken more of a backseat.
0: And you are part-time at your nursing part-time, job. time yes. You work full-time hours on your farm. Yes, I full-time mean, time on It the is farm your home.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so when you do your home chores, it takes on a lot more than just sweeping and doing laundry and stuff.
1: Yes. And luckily, my husband has been able to also go to part-time so that he could help out with oh, wow. all of That's the home cool. Activities and mm-hmm. maintaining the the farm and the weeding and the cutting of grass and all mm-hmm. of those things because I was uh, definitely drowning in yeah. all the work before he went to part time.
0: Wow, that's great! Can I ask what he what does he do? He was a truck
1: driver okay. for uh, FedEx.
0: So then he's home a lot more now. Huh? Yes, that's great. Yes, you can team up on it.
1: Together. Oh, absolutely so now he's more of a PRN. He only mm-hmm. works a couple days a month.
0: That's great. Yeah, kind of pick and choose. Yes. That's wonderful. So you said, I think, that some of your lotions are in stores. Is that right?
1: Yes. Um, The lotions are at the Norton Women and Children's Hospital gift shop.
0: They are?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, then I have to go in there (laughs) because
0: that's where I work. So, okay. Well, I just didn't even look. Yeah. That's amazing. They're
1: by the cash register with the the soaps. Uh, they're also at Salt Salon in Mount Washington and Country Vogue in Mount Washington. Okay. Um, they're in local Lexmark in Lexington. Oh,
0: wow. um, You've expanded to Lexington? Mm-hmm. Is your farm towards Mount Washington now?
1: It's, t- it's in Taylorsville. Okay. So it's still an hour for me to get to Lexington. Mm, okay. Then uh, Consignment Plus over on Lynn, View, um, Lynn Station Road, I mm-hmm. think it's what's called. mm mm-hmm. um, country mart in taylorsville and um fresh take market in taylorsville Mm. and then i do a couple private label you know where they buy Mm. my product and they put their label on it
0: oh really Mm -hmm. oh well that's an interesting practice but i guess i've heard of that before well how do you feel about that i know we're not in a therapy session
1: about but it's private. like you
0: have your own like label and everything. How do you feel about somebody else putting their label on your product?
1: You know, and I've been okay. I've been blend. okay. To, I've been okay with it for the most part until recently. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finding that I don't want to do that anymore because mm-hmm. I'm trying to build my business and mm-hmm. my name up
0: and your name more. recognition. But
1: the good thing is, is by labeling standards, they mm-hmm. have to say manufactured by. Oh, okay. And it's, and it's supposed to have that on the label. So at least someone can look at it Mm -hmm. because I only do it for one other customer and I've Mm -hmm. not taken it on, well, two total, Mm -hmm. but the one, the other customer, he does coffee. So Mm -hmm. he only does coffee soaps and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with my lotions. Oh, that's fair. And I make a soap with his coffee Mm -hmm. for his business. Okay. So that one's okay. The other one does use my, my product, Mm -hmm. um, And according to, like I said, standard, she's Mm -hmm. supposed to. I've never gone over and looked to see if she has it or not.
0: (laughs) But that way it would be traceable to you and you would get credit. Basically, it was like citing your sources, right? Yes. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's very in demand then.
1: It is. If other people
0: want to associate so closely with it, that's great. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You have a lot to offer there. Yeah. Do you so, have anything else new you're cooking up that you haven't brought out to the public yet?
1: Oh, gosh. I'm working on my Christmas soaps right now. Because, oh. like I said, it takes six weeks for everything to right. cure. Yeah. So you always have to be thinking ahead of what's uh, what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my peppermint candy and white Christmas and mm-hmm. orange clove and berry vanilla mm-hmm. and... Um, cedarwood sage eucalyptus mm. spearmint oh, eucalyptus all of these you know nice mm-hmm. christmassy ones doing a lot of gift sets christmas boxes those mm-hmm. types of things um so the the business is just um, been growing I, I want it to grow a little bit more but i think i'm at a good point mm-hmm. because it's, it's steady it's been steady Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I I have lots of other irons in my fires. I'm also in a band. (laughs) What? You're in a band? (laughs) No. okay, are you the drummer? No, my husband is the drummer. Your husband's the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Are you the singer? I'm the singer. Oh, my goodness. I'm the only female person in the band. (laughs) That's amazing. What kind of music do you do? Oh, gosh, some uh, Norah Jones, some Bonnie Raitt, some (gasps) Amy Winehouse. Oh, my god. Patsy Klein. we do a huge array, and we yeah. were, we just now formed the band called Beast of Bourbon. Okay. Uh, sorry, Beast of Bourbon.
0: Bourbon, okay. Because of
1: Kentucky being yes. a bourbon place.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, we're, we're just now starting to kind of get out and about, and uh, we're, we're still working up our music at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. who all's in your band? You have, uh, you're the singer, he's the drummer.
1: And Kevin is the saxophone player. Okay. Steven is also a drummer slash percussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Spencer plays, I think it's trumpet. Terry plays trombone. So it's got saxophone. And, and um, Brian plays bass guitar. Okay. Well, it that's has no, an interesting combination. It is. It does not have a, a guitar player or a keyboard or a keyboard though my husband plays keyboard as well so they also mm-hmm. said that he could play he could keyboard. yeah
0: it's yeah. a percussion instrument mm-hmm. piano is a com- percussion instrument because you hit those keys and the hammers yeah. ideally would hit strings but um so that's amazing how long have you been working on the band
1: we just put it together last month
0: <laughs> last month oh my goodness well I, I would love to hear you play do you have an instagram for your band
1: we have a Facebook page for okay. the for the group, Beasts. Beast of Bourbon.
0: One singular, Beast of
1: yeah, Bourbon. Yeah, Beast of Bourbon.
0: Okay. All right. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to find that. Yeah. And then your Facebook page is Soap Addictions.
1: Uh, Facebook is Soap Addiction at Kentucky Proud Goat Milk. Okay. My Instagram is Soap Addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a YouTube, but I don't post much on YouTube it's more of just videos of mm-hmm. me creating things it's mm-hmm. more of a way for me to link my those videos to my website yeah. without slowing down my website yes
0: that's so, fantastic so and on my
1: website I'm able to have blogs and tell more of my story of mm-hmm. why I'm soap addiction
0: yeah so you have would you like to tell more about that like yeah have, sure
1: okay um So, like I said, I've been doing this for about 12 years. And a couple years into it, um, I I found myself wanting, just desiring to make soap all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. just, I I really enjoyed the process. But I had a lot of stress going on in my life. Um, I have four children, and several of my children got deeply involved in drugs mm. they were like living the typical life that um, kids who get in these were they weren't kids anymore mm. they were young adults they every one of, of them house. yes so, um the youngest was still in my house for a mm-hmm. little bit until he decided to to move on out too but each of them were at least of 18 mm-hmm. or a little bit older when they started getting involved in that mm-hmm. um they started getting involved with the pain pills that mm. progressed to, um, the heroin progressed to doing anything and everything that they could get involved with. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really recognize them as my children anymore. They, they didn't look, they looked horrible. They, mm. you never could carry on a conversation with them. Um, their, um, was their speech was always slurred there uh was always nodding off we found them overdosed several times um which they had to be resuscitated um and it was a very it was a grieving process for me um I I missed because one of the things that I've always wanted was just to have children and have a good close family relationship and i was basically grieving the death of my children before they died because mm-hmm. i knew this was going to kill them mm-hmm. um or so
0: not even that your idea of the, well just the relationship your, yeah yes the, the relationship, relationship was had. broke yeah
1: so um i found that soap making became a a distraction mm-hmm. a healing salve to me mm-hmm. i could go down there in my little workspace and and just, um, submerse myself into the different colors and scents. And, and I think that's where I went from having those plain boring bars in the beginning to having all these colorful swirls and layers and, you know, intricate patterns and everything and hand piping and all the different (laughs) stuff that I started doing because it took a lot of concentration for me to learn how to do those things. Mm -hmm. And, um, One day, it was probably, it was about three years ago, I was down there making soap, and a lot of times I listen to a podcast of sermons while Mm -hmm. I'm down there doing my soaps, and I was always praying over my soaps to pray that they would bless um, whoever received them, and I finally realized that I was associating the deep desire of my children to get clean with the outward getting mm. clean from the soaps, I had finally made that connection. I had that aha moment and my so I, my business was named something totally different oh. and I um, totally changed the name of it, mm-hmm. changed the, the journey of it. I started naming each of my soaps after a different aspect of healing from addiction So, like, lemongrass charcoal is named recovery. Um, Mm. Lavender is faith. Um, Oatmeal, milk, and honey is grace. Magnolia blossom is friendship. Mm. Um, You've got um, perseverance. There's just all these different names on the soaps that all represent a different aspect of healing. And it wasn't their healing. It was my healing Mm. because I had to start going to celebrate recovery and connecting with other people who had been sent some, through something like this. Um, so that I knew how to not die right along with them mm-hmm. because I was, I mean, you didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to socialize. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything. I just wanted to stay into my little dungeon mm-hmm. and make soap. Um, so once I started healing and started treating this like a mission, Mm -hmm. and a business that's when it just really started taking off Mm -hmm. but I was afraid I was afraid of coming out and saying Mm -hmm. yeah this is my business it's soap addiction and here's my story because Mm -hmm. so often when you have a child or children involved in addiction you don't want to tell anybody about it you want to keep it hidden Mm -hmm. and um but luckily my children all but get got sober.
0: Oh, good. I was like on the edge of my seat here. I was like, Oh my gosh,
1: where are we going from here? They they all got sober. (laughs) Um, They've been sober, sober for a while now. And I'm able to share that story of healing and hope Mm. and what it took for me to heal, despite what they were doing and what it took for me to support them through their healing without getting sucked right back into enabling and codependency. Because even though I didn't cause it, I didn't, and I can't fix it, Mm -hmm. parents and family members still have, parents Mm -hmm. and family members still have their role that they play in this. Um, So I had to recognize what my role was and, um, learn how to deal with the addicted child, which was not a child anymore. They were a young adult. Nice. They were accountable for their own actions.
0: Yeah. And that is really hard to separate. But I this is just such a compelling story, and I just am so thankful for you sharing it with us today, Jennifer. So, I mean, from now on, when I look at your soap, it's definitely going to just be reminding me of your story and... My daughter is going to love taking a bath with all your soaps (laughs) because she loves to play with all kinds of different soaps. So um, if you want to check out Jennifer's business, you can find her at the different markets and the stores she listed as well as online. So we will see you in the next one. Bye.